I'm Stephen Gregory Smith. I'm Matt Connor. Places, everyone. It's time for the Connor and Smith Show. Thank you, places. Okay, we are so excited tonight to talk to Fred Schneider of the B-52s and of the Superions. Um, I've been a lifelong fan and am so excited to talk to him tonight. Um, (laughs) We had such a fun time doing this interview and Fred is so much fun. We had a blast. Um, So we'll be right back after this break and we'll be talking to Fred Schneider. Thanks for listening. Hey. Hey, Fred. How are you? I'm good. Uh, I'm Steven, and this is my husband, Matt. Hi, Fred. Hey. Um, how, happy Pride, first of all. Same to y'all. Um, Fred, uh, we're huge fans of yours, but um, since it is Pride, I just you have a very funny um, coming out story. Uh, could you tell your coming out story? Oh, I was, um, I was probably stoned, too. <laughs> but um, uh, I would uh, visit my folks in the summer uh well my mother and grandmother and uh, my brothers and sisters because my father passed away um but she was vacuuming upstairs one of the bedrooms and i said oh by the way i'm gay and she says oh i know freddie (laughs) (laughs) that was the end of that yeah that was that oh gosh i wish i had it that easy (laughs) (laughs) and you grew up in new jersey right Yes. Um, uh, then I went to college in Georgia. Thank God. Were you anywhere? Did you grow up? I know nothing about New Jersey. Did you grow up anywhere around where the War of the Worlds uh, broadcast thing happened? The Grover's, uh, Grover's Mill? No, no, no. I was close to Asbury Park, you know, Bruce Springsteen territory. Okay, okay. What, what school did you go to in, in Atlanta? I went to the university. I didn't know. It was... I'm sorry, Georgia. Georgia. University of Georgia. And that is in Atlanta. No, Athens. It's in Athens. Oh, nice. Yeah, that's where I met everybody. I was dancing real crazy. And Keith and Ricky and friends were throwing foam on people. And they thought I was interesting because I was dancing crazy and dressed crazy. So (laughs) That's amazing. I used to go to... um, Atlanta every year because I had relatives that lived in Atlanta. So our summer trip to Georgia always felt like it was the most extravagant thing ever. Kids, get in the station wagon. We're going to drive and go see Benny and Bertha in Atlanta. Oh, God. <laughs> so it, it it seems really interesting that not only the B-52s, but uh, there's a lot of well, several other um, gay kind of uh musicians have come out of the georgia scene like the indigo girls and rem um were they all kind of like cutting their teeth when you guys were no we we had already left uh 
I think Pylon and I think Love Tractor were around and there were other bands, not necessarily, you know, with gay members, but we had a big uh, gay friendly crowd. And um, and RuPaul is from uh, the Atlanta area as well, correct? Yes, I didn't know about him until uh, much later. I think he was in a band called Wee Wee Pole or something. <laughs> yeah. We and now next up, Wee Wee Pole. <laughs> yeah, well, I know RuPaul and the U Hauls. Oh yeah, I guess he had like a Sylvester type thing, I, but I never saw them. But I did. Uh, I met him. I actually I met him on the bus along with Lady Bunny and Lahoma, uh, one of uh, RuPaul's good friends who's also in his movies and was in uh, the now explosion, uh, which was an amazing band uh, on the bus on the 14th street bus in New York. And then that, that led to Ru RuPaul, of course, being in your love shack video. Oh, much later, much, much later, much later. And, and there's a, so RuPaul basically got the, the line dancing going, the, the, uh, the soul train line. Yeah, I mean, I we knew how to do a, a, a soul train, but it, it'd be better to have someone who could, you know, rally the troops and do it. Because we would always have uh, soul train things, you know, in Athens and parties in New York and all that. Yeah, um, it's just interesting. I'll never forget when RuPaul then came out with the Supermodel of the World um, album, which you were on, correct? Yes, I wrote, I wanted to pronounce it stanky danky, but he pronounced it stinky dinky. Um. <laughs> uh, but I remember when I saw RuPaul with Supermodel, you know, and the whole world stopped, as you know, and and I went, wait a minute, I think I've seen this person before. And it wasn't until I put, didn't you know, we didn't have the internet then to go quickly look up things. And uh, the next time the Love Shack video was on, I was like, I swear that's RuPaul. I swear it has to be RuPaul. But, you know, uh, much luck to her. She's not doing well at all. Yeah, she, well, I was, I was also, she also had like a, some specials on uh, MTV. And I was also in her, her really trashy Christmas special. I, I played a real nasty manager who tells her she has no talent. <laughs> Um, so I want to go back to, so you, you, am I incorrect in assuming this? You have an affinity for like Halloween holiday kind of stuff, right? Well, yeah, I've, I've written, uh, four, I, I think four songs for, uh, Elvira. So I do have an affinity and on my first solo album, I had, uh, sort of Halloweenish songs. So and yeah, then why not? The Superions, you had a holiday album. Yes, the trashiest Christmas album going. <laughs> my friend, my friend's grandmother couldn't believe it was me on Santa's Jatem doing the moaning and groaning. <laughs> <laughs> so you have like you're well known for like uh, how do you pronounce this? Sprechung? Um sort of talk like, singing. Yeah, it's a little like a, a Rex Harrison kind of thing, and that came from you uh, reciting poetry over guitars. That was like your, was that your earlier? Cause you, you wrote. Yeah, up, with, up. with Keith, we, uh, <laughs> we have, uh, we had a combo which never performed anywhere except on tape called Bridge Mix. 
and and you did uh, didn't you write like a poetry book uh for in high school i wrote poems in high school but then this jerky friend of mine threw them in the sink and poured acid on them but then oh I, my God. Wrote, then I, I wrote more poems for a final project in creative writing and some of those poems turned into b52 songs later on oh wow what i mean that's kind of extreme criticism isn't it what acid acid on a poet book? well he was like i said he was a jerk he, you know my friend's <laughs> mother had to put uh plastic seat covers on the furniture because he would jump around on it even <laughs> even in, even in high school and you know whatever <laughs> now when you when you would do the poetry with your guitar did you rehearse this already pre-planned with no like we're, keith and i were stoned and he didn't even play he just blew uh a fan on the guitar so it's like a sonic whatever and i just came up you know just off the top of my head right 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 just improvising the chords yes wow wow, wow. that's fabulous so your uh your um your lyric writing for the b-52s um that was that was all you right no uh the girls that but everyone wrote everybody wrote okay um, I have to say that one of my favorite lyrics outside of a newer song from the Superiors, one of my favorite uh, B-52 lyrics is from the song Good Stuff. Uh, so let the people say we're downright nasty. I just say we're downright. Um, always been one of my favorites. I love that song. <laughs> that <laughs> is one of my I favorites. I played it on a jukebox at a bar, this sort of Irish bar. <laughs> it sounded great. I love it. I love it. It's it's all, one of my all time favorites. Um, so your your work with the Superions. Can you tell us a little about that? I know that the Holiday album came out, and you have. Um, speaking of favorite uh, li new lyrics, um, "Topless Apocalypse," "Silver and Gold," <laughs> "Glitter Gulch," which is about uh, glitter bespectacled breasts uh, in Las Vegas. Is that correct? Well, it was. The Glitter Gulch was like a, a strip club or something, mm -hmm. but um, I just, uh, you know, turned it into the, you know, a bunch of top, you know, all the topless girls at a club taking over the Sunset Vegas Strip. <laughs> it's hysterical. Um, and the video is great. There's a video for that. Yeah, I love the video. Um, and P.S., you look exactly the same. Well, I did then. I need, <laughs> I need a little help now. Oh. I think we all do post COVID. Oh, my God. Um, but, so the other song uh, that is, uh, I guess, the newest single is Head on a Leg. Head on a Leg. And that's Dina Martine on the cover. Um, so can you tell us your inspiration for Head on a Leg? Uh, every, And I'm not even stoned anymore. Um, I was just shout. I I've come up with crazy stuff uh, during uh, uh, band rehearsal and uh, sound checks, and so I started singing something about head on a leg, <laughs> and I, then I had this other character, Blimp Bimpy, who just sort of sounds like a marshmallow on acid. Um, <laughs> I just, I just have the image of a head on a leg. Just well, stuck. that's what it is. 
oh, I, and I'm like trying to analyze it. I'm like, is it about really skinny girls that just look like a head on a leg? No, no, it's, it, no, it's about it's about a head on a leg. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's just a head on a leg. That's right. Yeah, yeah. And the other the other two songs are really it's a uh, three song uh, forty five still available from Happy Happy Birthday to me. Is it uh, what is it called? The album is is it the well, no vert- that isn't even on the album the the album which. Uh, you were talking about with uh, Glitter Gulch. That's the and, Vertical Mind. Yeah, the Vertical Mind. Yeah. And so the Head on a Leg's the latest. And so your bandmates are in L.A. and you're in New York right now? Yeah, they moved from Winter Park to uh, Burbank for some and, reason. And but. so you've been like doing the Zoomsicles with them and everything? No, no, no. I think... We might have a couple more songs in the can, but that's I think that's going to be it. I'm working I'm working with uh, Hard Groove from Public Enemy, and uh, there's another group that I really like that I'm doing a song with the Fabulous Downey Brothers. And then I did um, just a line, a couple of lines for another band. I don't know what they're going to do with that. <laughs> um, so. And I'm I'm writing uh, more for uh, you know trying to write another song for Elvira, but she has her uh, like a greatest hits album coming out, and the songs I wrote for her are going to be on it. Fred, how do you? Uh, I mean, you know, we picture we, me and Stephen, of course, are writers and have gone into the recording studio. But like, do you eventually like just uh, have your own studio at your house? Do you have a favorite studio you go to? Does it just depend on where you are living or at the time in the, a part of the country? What is, how do you record now? Uh, well, Sterling, um, our drummer in, of the Beat uh works at a studio in New York that I like. But we used to record everything at uh, Noah and Davis Pierre's, everything in their living room or bathroom. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's where I did the vocals because, you know, it had a... Uh, Echo. Yeah, it's great. Yeah, like Fiona Apple's latest album that's recorded in her house with her dogs barking in the background is it's so many people have been recording just in their houses because what else are you gonna do? It's COVID. Well, we had no money. We could have we didn't have money to record at a studio. Yeah, but and now technology, I guess. But they were really... real yeah, they did Noah can play just about everything and Dan works computers. And I would just sing off the top of my head, usually. So, uh, so do you play any instruments, or are you just a vocalist? I played a uh, bottle with uh, a, a, a soda bottle with a drumstick on uh, the last <laughs> on vertical mind. <laughs> Well, what was your your musical journey growing up as a kid? Like, were you in the church singing? Did you get the Hell uh, no. the the bug because you you know had a little band when you were growing up? No, nothing. Nothing. I I just like once I heard Motown, I bought a uh, six transistor radio and just that was glued to my ear. Wow, that's fascinating. I mean, I just love hearing everyone's journey. So. You didn't take any musical classes, uh, whatever. You just kind of this just kind of appeared to you in your life. No, I like I like to write. I wrote. I would write um, 
uh, tape recorder scripts and have have my family and friends play the different parts. Right. And we did we did like parodies of Star Trek and uh just goofy shit. Mm-hmm. Um so, so I, I see that yeah, there was a website I was reading, you did a playlist recently for um was it like the Jersey Vegan website or something like that? Um and I saw among your favorites you listed Divine. Um Divine is also a favorite of mine, as all things John Waters are also a favorite of mine. Um, oh, yeah. I just recently, like, did a deep dive watching, like, every single John Waters film, like, back-to-back over, like, a two-week period. Um, well, you can watch him over and over, and you just constantly see new stuff, and then you forget stuff, and it's just... I mean, he should have gotten an Oscar just for, you know, for a comedy Oscar or something. Just a lifetime achievement. You yeah, know? a lifetime achievement. I mean, he's achieved more than a lot of the jerks who win awards nowadays. And yeah. and much like George Romero towards the end of his life, just can't get a movie funded anymore. And it's such a crime. Um, I thought, it, yeah, I thought everyone would go to see his movies. But then it turns out like Serial Mom, which was genius, only made like nine or ten million dollars. So it's uh-huh. like, what? Yeah. Yeah, and and you know he had a a Christmas film in the works with Johnny Knoxville that was called Fruitcake, and it never found funding. And I'm like, how do you not find funding for John Waters and Johnny Knoxville? That's just nuts. But it I guess like Johnny Knoxville could have paid for it. I know, right? Well, I guess after a Dirty Shame just like got the NC-17, that was like the end of his career. Like he says, he started in the gutter, he ended in the gutter. But um, well. It- I need to watch that one again. I didn't think it was that good. I, I, I love all. Well, I don't love all of them. I don't. The uh, Cecil B. Demented isn't my favorite, but the the Tracy Ullman is really like just one of the funniest people I think in the world. Um, Apparently, she was embarrassed by the she, whole thing. <laughs> yeah, she never did like publicity or stuff for it, um, but. I, get, getting back to the divine thing, I always wondered somewhere in the back of my head if rock, and this is me over searching the meaning of things, which I probably should not do. But uh, I always wondered if Rock Lobster was inspired by, in the film, Multiple Maniacs, where, where divine gets raped by the giant lobster, Lobstora. That wasn't even on VHS or I don't even know if they had VHS back when we were writing that stuff. No, because I hadn't seen it. Uh, when I went to college, well, after I dropped out of college, for some reason, my creative writing teacher figured I could really pick some interesting movies. And so one of the films I picked was Mondo Trasho. <laughs> and it seems every time I showed a movie, it sold out. <laughs> oh, Mary. Oh, Mary. <laughs> Fred, have you ever seen um, Mommy Dearest? Oh, yeah. Have you ever seen it with the commentary by John Waters? No. So there is a, there. what's it called, Stephen? It's the um, box office poison. No, it's the Hollywood royalty edition. Anyways, you watch the movie, but John comments the entire time. And, you know, he's so freaking smart and clever and, 
it's just the only reason to watch that film again is to hear him talk about the whole Hollywood experience. It's it's, it's like watching Mommy Dearest with one of your best drunk friends, you know, <laughs> yes. and and all you you hear like in the right up to the abuse scenes, you start to hear him just <laughs> like chuckling, and then he'll go hit her, hit her. <laughs> <laughs> It is not to be missed. Um, so did you ever get to meet Divine or is Divine just a, just a fabulous icon that you love? Uh, someone uh, I loved. Yeah, that was. Uh... I mean, oh. uh, Keith and Ricky hosted. Um, uh, what's her name? Uh, well, no, it's, that's a whole nother crew of people. I never got to uh, meet any of them till I was invited uh to see cry baby mm-hmm. did you ever see cry cry baby in new york the the musical no i mean i guess they wanted that to be like the next hairspray probably right yeah it but i thought really... hairspray that sounded like nails on a chalkboard to me <laughs> <laughs> the singing oh god <laughs> Well, um, I want to be super like careful about your time, and I thank you so much for joining well, us. Well, let, why don't you talk about what I'm doing now, Jesus? Yeah, let's yeah. talk about what you're doing now. Well, um, I have a coffee company with a friend, and uh, we have we do uh, shade grown, fair trade, organic coffee, and if you, uh, it's called Brating is the name of the company, and uh, wait, wait, if you say, go, say that again. It's called what? Breiting, B-R-E-Y-T-I-N-G, okay. which is uh, means change in Atlantic, uh, Icelandic. And uh, so we're uh, getting a lot of progressive organizations, gay organizations, uh, charities uh, to do subscription uh, things with their members. And it's go it's. It's starting to really take off because the charity gets a, a, a nice percentage and we get to, you know, keep our business going and pay people and make some money. And uh, it's based in Florida. And uh, our website is communityroaster.com. Now, I'm going to get some of this tonight because I love coffee, as probably do, does most of America <laughs> and the world. What's your, what is the process when you're creating your, your coffee, uh, you go and like, try different beans and how does that work? Well, I, it started out, uh, he asked, uh, my friend, uh, Vaughn Coven, who started the company, had, um, his own blend, uh, snake bomb because, uh, we dropped a ton of ordinance on Laos. So, uh, and he really likes the people of Laos and, uh, his ex-girlfriend who's now one of our roommates uh in at the house we actually roast our coffee at our house <laughs> um she's from laos and or escaped laos when uh the communists took over um so he sent me eight bags of coffee and i put two together and came up with my own blend and it was a hit and it was because the the quality of the coffee beans from uh, mountains of Laos really made the difference. Wow, that's fascinating. Well, I can't wait to get some. Communityroaster.com. Communityroaster.com. 
Okay. What else is going on with you? Well, I'm, I'm writing for other people. I'm right. Either going to do another Christmas album or a Halloween album or a country album or all three. And, and they'll be real trashy. Um, <laughs> write another song for uh, Elvira, Cassandra, uh, at, you know, after she uh, finishes promoting. She has a book coming out and an album, so. Yeah, Elvira. Um, that's, how, how did that re- the relationship get paired together? Um, well, originally, I watched a show in, in the early 80s on our first band's first tour, and I kept bugging my stupid ex-manager uh i want to go on that show i don't care if she like chains me to the wall and pretends to torture me you know (laughs) watching the movies um but he did nothing but then i got to meet her uh at during for what she did her first movie and we became friends and then i offered to write uh songs for her so i worked with um one of her friends uh, and then I did two more songs with uh, two big pumpkins. That's, and that video I think is almost a million hits already. Mm -hmm. Um, And the 13 nights of Halloween. And uh, so I just, uh, I just like doing whatever I want to do. I'm not, you know, I, I hate pressure. I had right. enough of that with the band. I don't need it anymore. Right. All right. Well, um, I think I'm looking at the time here. I just want to, we usually wrap up with three questions um, that are just silly. So Matt, why don't you start? Well, I have, I'm going to add a question because I have, I still have a coffee question. Okay. Sure. Because I'm a, I'm a foodie and I used to be a restaurant manager and I just love how, you know, there's something so, um, communal about food and, and stuff because you know that you get everyone together with a drink or a, you know something to eat and next thing you know you're just kind of relaxing and have a good time so will your coffee is it only sold online or will you eventually try to get it into other you know shops or uh, yeah we want to we want to sell it to like gourmet and like uh um health food stores and we do have we we have a coffee shop in the house too. <laughs> Seems like we have everything in the house. I know. Um, I want to come to your house. <laughs> so well, and I... it's, it's really nice. I think there's photos online, and um, our roommate Jordan's uh, mother makes uh, mochi waffles. It's the um, sweet brown rice that's sort of fermented, mm-hmm. and all these other exotic vegan things. And so we'll be selling it there. Uh, oh, cool. Maybe we were going to sell it at uh, this health food store that was going to open in the land, but it didn't open. Um, because of the COVID probably. Yeah. Yeah. Well, if you, if you design or have a cool coffee cup, let me know and I'll, I'll go live on Facebook and dress myself up and tell everyone that I'm oh, we're, Yeah, we're going we're gonna to do that. We're going to do uh, gift sets and 
I'm doing I'm designing wacky t-shirts. I love that. All right. Well, okay. Well, during the pandemic, you know, a lot of people were learning different things like, oh, I went back and learned French and I'm baking bread. Did you take on anything new during the pandemic and like, oh, I, I taught myself how to blah, blah, blah from YouTube? Um, I taught myself how to really spend a lot of money on DVDs. Uh-huh. I hear you. I was going to say, you sound like Steven. Every time every time the damn Amazon truck pulled in, which now I call the Christmas truck, it would throw a damn packet on the doorstep. And I'd think, what is happening? I know. I'm bad. Well, I have, oh. good, I have good thrift stores near me. Yeah, there's one near me. Uh, today, they were a dollar each. You're kidding. No. And you, usually they're... Well, actually, they were two for a dollar for a while. Yeah, they were two for a dollar for a while. <laughs> and CDs, really good CDs, were a quarter, so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, the next question is, during the pandemic, of course, a lot of people watched and binged a lot of television on Netflix and whatnot. Did you have shows that you went through and were like, oh, I finally watched all of The Crown? <laughs> oh, well. My fav I watched my I binge watched my uh, favorite sort of parody comedy show, The Hot Wives of Orlando. <laughs> <laughs> awesome. Really, really, really good. And um, I got into MGM musicals, huh? And horror, of course. Yeah. Watched a lot of Bela Lugosi. Like I, uh, I bought like. 50, 50 uh, musicals for, it was like two bucks. I bought all the Universal Horror Collections. That one gave me that. I, I watched every one of those. Yep, yep. Steven just went and saw A Quiet Place too. I did. Oh, I want to see number one, but I don't want to see it by myself. I, you know, since I live alone, it, and it's sort of in the woods, <laughs> you know. <laughs> yeah. All right. And the final question. Um, so if you had one wish for yourself, the country, the world, whatever, and it could be granted, what would that one wish be? Oh, boy. We just got serious. <laughs> yeah, really. Gosh. Uh, that I lived another hundred years and I was in charge of things. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, our guest last night's wish was more vodka for everyone. Oh, that's nice. Well, certain people who we all know and despise would be imprisoned. <laughs> right. Justifiably. Right. Certain... Well, Fred, thank you so much for doing this. We really appreciate your time. It was fun. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Have a great pride. You too. Take care. Bye. 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 so much fun talking to Fred um, such a blast check out Head on a Leg the new single from the Superions um, check out everything, all the links will be in the description um, and hey, if you want to know more about us, go to www.connorsmithmusicals.com that's Connor with an E-R um, or like us on Facebook at Connor and Smith Please rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Helps us out a lot. And um, 
yeah, uh, we're just so happy you joined us. Say, turn, turn your, your heart, heart into art. art. Good night, everybody. Good night.